Hey, Phil Interrupted listeners, it's Phil here. Just want to let you guys know that this next episode, the sound quality is not quite up to par. It's not what you're used to. It's not what I would have liked. However, my guest and I, Mark, had to do a rapid reaction podcast uh, about the movie The Disaster Artist. So we had to do it right then and there. And we are actually in the car for pretty much the whole show. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you'll have to deal with it. But I think you'll still get uh, get a lot out of it and have a good time with the show. So carry on. Welcome to Bill Interrupted. Are you out of your damn mind? You get to drink from the fire hole! This is an embarrassment, a disgrace! What? What's the matter, kid? You got wax in your ears? Don't do it! You are tearing me apart! Hello! And welcome to Phil Interrupted. I am your host, Phil Allen, and I do welcome you to the show. I'm going to skip the rest of the intro because this is a special episode. we got to get right down to it. Honk, honk. Honk, honk. I'm, he- I'm here. Hear I'm that? here, Phil. Uh, all right. Here he is. Welcome to the car studio. He's wow. checking out the I'm here. compartment. Everything's working. Everything's looking good. Mark. Yeah. It has been a really long time since you've been on the show so welcome back mark oh man i've been waiting for this day for a long time oh, dude, i meant to start with, oh hi mark hi phil when you got in the car but i, I screwed up what, a, what an idiot so uh, we have gotten here together because we are going to just a few moments go in and see the disaster artist yep i now, can't wait to see this movie about the movie Right. Yeah, that's basically it. And like we just said, it's it's mainstream people doing a, mo- uh, a movie about a very niche, low-key movie. For some people, it's low-key. For would, us, it's... For us, it's everything. One of the most important movies of all time. Most influential films, if you will. It's changed my speech. <laughs> it's changed everything. I talk in Tommy Wiseau so much. <laughs> Titanic sucks now compared to this movie. You always bring up Titanic it's when we do because this. It's such a, it's what is such a you grandiose... such a grandiose production. And then when you put this movie next to it, <laughs> you know, it makes the Titanic look like the next Scarface. <laughs> I don't even know these comparisons. They confuse me. <laughs> uh... But I was thinking about it on the way here and all today because I'm like I literally ha- I'm like kind of shaking. I'm so excited to oh, see. Oh, I this can't movie. wait! I cannot wait. I wonder if there's gonna be people like dressed up or throwing footballs around. You red, know what I'm saying? A red dress. Is this opening night? Tuxedo. No, I came out last week. But where, oh, okay. where we are in New Jersey, this it just came out on Thursday. I don't know why. Oh wow! All right, so it's the second night. Second night here. Uh, and, I don't know uh, what we're gonna see in there. I don't know. I I hope we have a good crowd because I think that'll make it more fun. Yeah. Because if you guys don't remember, Mark and I did the Room podcast. Go back in the back catalog. Had and a find couple it. clicks. Yep, yep. That's a good episode. <laughs> Had a couple clicks. And the whole reason we did that show is because we actually went uh, and saw mm-hmm. the Room yep. in the theaters with Tommy was so present in Philly. And it's just so funny that now we're going to see a movie in yep. the movie theater yep. about. The movie that we saw in yep, the movie theater exactly with the right. director, writer, producer, electrician, and uh, Tom, Tommy loved us. By the way, Tommy, loved I thought us. that his reaction to, to to you and I was actually very unique. And he had like thirty belts on and like thirty bracelets on, but he 
we watched him, and he treated us like very uniquely. I thought he was very. I don't know what his deal was, but he could sense the room on us, I think. Remember he, he was sunk of it. signing your, uh, what did you get, a tank top? Yeah, I got a tank top. <laughs> and he was like, I got like a $2 Fruit of the Loom tank top, and it was probably like 30 bucks, I think. Probably. I <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, who should I sign it to? Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, Priceless. waiting for that. I was waiting for you to say Priceless. that, Tommy. And Tommy, can I cup your balls tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about when we saw the room... In person, and him being there, dude, he the crowd loved him, Mm -hmm. and everybody stood when he came into the theater and he ran down the aisle of the theater, high fiving people on both sides of the aisle. He's a champion, he was totally the champion, champion. running, high fiving on both sides. He he is a nobody, essentially, but he made this bad movie. And for what? Like, why is he a champion? For what? Became a legend. Because he made something so bad, it was good. Yeah. So awful, it was good. Yes. It was great. And it's it's had a freaking movie that we're about to see made about the making of it. Right. It blows my mind. And it's based on the book, correct? And you read the book. The Disaster Artist by Greg Sestero. I think you gave it to me and I just sat on my desk and I didn't read it. Oh, it's a good read. I I finally found it. I lost it for like two years. But you did read it. For two years. But you read it. Oh, yeah. It's a good book. And it's the whole behind the scenes of Greg Sestero and from his point of view, a lot of it, obviously, of how he met Tommy in like an acting class and his girlfriend hated him. Failed and that class. All this stuff about how he started living with Tommy and Tommy would be doing pull-ups at like four in the morning and waking him up and <laughs> just pounding Red Bulls and then sleeping during the day. Wow. And like just all this weird, like the guy is as weird Transylvania as, hours, as he, you, you perceive him to be. Right. He really is that he did, When we saw him, he really legitimately did have like three belts on bracelets like all over the place like he was he's a character yeah he's a caricature of a character yes but he's real he, but he's real it's the most fascinating thing he's a fascinating human he's a fascinating and you think person. he knows it i i like, that's part of his I allure don't, i don't know he knows it but he i don't think he can help himself like he that just is it's just who he is like i mean he made that movie the reason the crux of that movie being so good the room being so good is that he really attempted to make it real like that was the next casablanca you know what i mean like it was this was a feature film he put his heart sweat and and, and tears into it and that was it and it sucked so bad and he's like trying his heart out, and all the other actors are like, "What the hell is Disgusted this?" Disgusted by what they're cr- doing. The crew members were quitting left and right, which we'll see if that's featured in the film. They'll talk about yeah. the crew quitting and and the the director, right? The director, I, I forget his name. It started with an S. I think. It does start with an S. Um, Sandy or something like that. <sighs> yeah, I'm sure he's because I think that's Seth Rogen's character. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and how he wanted him to direct the movie, yet they had a falling out at the end because. He, the director didn't want to film the love scenes. <laughs> the five minute long love yes. scenes that were atrocious. He didn't want to do those, so he like fired him or whatever, and then he just cut him out of wow. all of the stuff. Like it does says directed by Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. It wasn't directed by Tommy Wiseau. That's unbelievable. And there was all you know, and then that that director was like, Whatever, he paid me. I don't right. care. Nobody's ever gonna see this movie. Now I bet you he wants his, his And then all of a sudden it became this phenomenon. He's like, Holy shit, like 
I need to get paid. I want to get paid. Yeah, I was a part of this, like, unfortunately, but... The majority part of it. A big part of it, yeah. So, we'll see if they... I'm sure they'll address that in the movie. So, we're sitting out here. Yeah. We're sitting in the Lumina. The, sitting out in the car. <laughs> and we're, uh, we're just... We're, we're waiting to go in. Yeah, I should have said that for the beginning. I, was, I apologize for the sound quality. It's not what uh, you're used to, but this is a special circumstance. And it's so. still better than the room. <laughs> still better than the room quality. I hope they use the music. I want to know where he came up with that music. I tried to Shazam the sex song to give to to send to you. Oh, that's a good one. And the Shazam came up with no results. Of course. Like I'm like, all right, is this real? Is this real you life? Oh my rose. You are my not rose. that one. The oh. first one, the like the, the hard rock one. Like <laughs> you are my fantasy dream come true. <laughs> I run through the hum, hum, the hum. Do you want to quickly go through any kind of predictions? Like, do you think they're... Obviously, they do some scenes. Right, they have to. Um, I don't know, because, like, all I've seen is the previews. I, I, I do wonder if they get into the fact that it's a cult following, and, like, they go over the fact that people go dress up, throw footballs around, dress in tuxes. I think they will. Yeah, I think, I think they probably towards, will, too. I think towards the end of the movie is going to be about how this turned into a success when it was a total disaster. I'm really interested to see Franco. Really interested to see. Cause with the accent. Yeah, because aesthetically, he resembles him. Like, they yeah. did a really... Just as far as the previews go, he looks like they did a really great job making him up like yeah. him. I want to see about Denny. Oh, wow. I want to see where yeah. the hell Denny comes from. Yeah. that's. I don't have a prediction, but I really do want to see something about Denny. Well, we know they do the uh, the bottle scene when he's like, it's bullshit. Right. I did not. Yeah, yeah. They do that scene yeah. because apparently it took like 60 takes. Like it was out of control. <laughs> um, he kept hitting his head and he was like, he got tired and wanted to quit at one point. And like everyone's there and they're like, wait, this is your movie and you want to like leave? We're all here. Like, what are you doing? Right. Um, I think they're, they have to address the tearing me apart, Lisa scene. Okay. Uh, uh, what other big ones? I, I I think this is just a guess, a little prediction. I think they will redo the butt scene where he walks away and his butt okay. is on camera. Yeah, yeah. I think they may address that. The, the flower hello doggy scene. Absolutely. I wonder, right? What are no, they going to do about that? That's got to be a given. Has to. I want I want to learn the behind the scenes about that. By far, one of the most infamous scenes of an infamous film. But I, I think generally what it'll be is kind of like like a. Not a rags to riches story, but it'll show you how these two guys were just bumbling nobodies in Hollywood and somehow made this film that everybody thought was garbage. And then, like I said, I think in the end it'll be kind of like triumphant. Right. And that now Tommy is. Nice fart. <laughs> I hope that. I hope it picked that Tommy. up. Tommy! Mm. <sighs> smells um, like bacon. And I think it'll be a triumphant film of him becoming successful. But it also made Greg Sestero, who plays Mark in the film, yeah. successful. He has a whole career, a book, right. everything right. off, of, launched off of this. Yep. When yeah, there were times he hated Tommy while they were doing this. Right, hated I bet. Him. So, all right, I guess that's enough uh, pre-gaming. Let's go yeah. do this, man. Can't wait to see it. Glad we're doing it. Uh, we'll check back in with you when we've witnessed this thing. Oh, man, we're going to experience We're going to go get roomed. Yeah, let's get roomed again. Let's get roomed. We were roomed out before. So no longer. Oh. I'm, I, I'm ready to go again. Let's get roomed. It only took two years. Oh, I've been rooming the whole time, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> let's room. Let's room. We're going to room. Okay, we're going to room. See ya. All right, we're rooming. <laughs> All right, we're about ready to buy our room tickets, everybody. Here we go. 
uh, two complete idiots to see um, Disaster Artist at 8 o'clock. Are you paying, Mark? Yeah. Oh my God. 2478. Cool. Thank you. No problem. Wow, thanks, Mark. Thank, thank you, Phil. Get out, get out of my life. Thank you. No and just remember, anything you ever need, I'll always be here for you. <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom, do you? No. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to try to drain it real quick. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Hello. Good. Good. Oh, hello to you, too. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy, guys. Thanks. Let's see, 21. Are you going in here? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna check out the bathroom here. All right. Just put my phone down here. All right, 21. 21. Here we go. Let's Theater go. 21. Let's go. It, ladies and gentlemen, it is Pac-Man. Pac-Man. You see Pac-Man? Oh, wow. All right. Podcast about Pac-Man. And Dyke. It's the 25th anniversary. Wow. I'm like, I'm super psyched up here. I know. I'm like shaking. <laughs> <laughs> I am shaking. Oh, God. I wish he was here. Doesn't feel right seeing the room without him. Right? <laughs> we're coming in. All right, we're walking in right now. Looks like we got trailers going on. Going in. Try to get a nice good seat. So remember, keep an eye on your life. There's a decent amount of people here. Where you think? I don't know. Go up there? Three rows up right over there. Yeah, sure. In case of emergency. Gotta pick your seat. It's always important. And move far away. dark in here, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so we just watched The Disaster Artist. Uh, okay, so it was good. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was a good movie. We can agree I actually, on that? I, I agree. I actually thought the best parts were obviously shooting the room. Like it actually, I thought started out kind of slow. Okay, like yeah. I, I started off with like Greg. Yeah, and I was like, almost like, all right, okay, I get it. You know, I get it. Got to build it up. But it's tough to see Tommy be portrayed as a real human being because he's such a buffoon. He's an alien. He's no, he's an alien. Yeah. Uh, they call He's him a alien. vampire in the thing. What do they call him? Like a vampire rapist? Something? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the director, yeah. the screenwriter, and people behind his back that he was that he was uh, uh, spying on the entire time, legit spying on the entire production. Spying on his crew. Talk about like narcissism and 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 just com- just complete paranoia. He took it ultra seriously. Yeah. Ultra. So, I mean, seriously. what did you? What did you like? So what did you think? The whole movie. Yeah. It was similar to what I thought it was going to be. And yeah. Like rise from nothing to because that is the actual story. I mean, pretty so much. That's what was going to happen. You made a good point. We were walking out. Mark said that he really liked towards the end of the movie. There's spoilers here, obviously. Spoiler alert. Towards the end of the movie, 
they do like a side-by-side shots of the real movie and the disaster artist. Some of the best best scenes, I would say. Yeah, and they recreate it like to a T. It's really well done. Really good. The sets look the same. Actors look the same. Camera angles, the lighting, everything. And you can clearly tell that the the actors and the disaster artist in depth watch the room because they do all the little nuances and everything. Yeah. And like, it was good that they did that because if, if you hadn't seen the room, it shows you that they were absolutely not exaggerating it was really yes. that bad it was just that terrible is that terrible yes and so they put it side to side it was perfect they did the doggy scene yep and they did that right at the end of the movie uh, which is good because I think during the middle of the movie it may have messed with the continuity and flow yeah for sure but as the movie ended sort of hit like a climax in the end with Tommy and everybody cheering in the premiere in the theater that loved it because they thought it was hilarious not right they thought it was Good. Which tore him apart. Yeah, he was obviously upset about it, but then he realized the potential of, yeah. wow, they love it anyway, so who right. cares whether... It wasn't it was, what I was going for. But they love me, Yeah, and I'm a star, and it was a success. Yeah. Which is ultimately what it is, or we wouldn't be sitting in a car here talking about right. it. Right. So it obviously was a success. But, um, and then they do the shot by shot, yeah, uh, side by side scenes, and you get to see a lot of the funny scenes that we all love mm-hmm. from the room and how damn close they were. The mannerism, recreating it. it, like it's spot on the timing. When everything. he was drunk and he like grabbed himself, yes. you saw that, right? Like, I didn't, I wouldn't have picked up on that. I never noticed that while watching because it's, I'm drunk, I'm tired, I'm wasted. wasted. I, I love, love you, darling. darling. And then he does like a little, like, <laughs> yeah, dump. like some weird, like, dip. Yeah, and I never noticed that. And we both laughed out loud when yeah. we saw the dip because we were like, "Oh, they did it!" There were uh, you said that you heard a couple kids walk out before like the very end of the movie saying how much the movie sucked. Yeah, right. They when... could not have seen the room. No, they didn't get it. Mm-mm. I'm thinking they were they were seeing a Seth Rogen film and a, a James Franco film. Yes. They yes. were not seeing a film about the room. Right. They thought they were seeing like neighbors or they thought they were seeing Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express. Perfect. That's the one I was looking yeah. for. Yeah. And it, it's not that because at you, all you have to know the room, or you're lost. Like you, you can see it without the room, but it it does it doesn't yeah. add up. Yeah, you're like, why is this movie being made? Right. Like, you I need to have the experience of knowing the room. It it helps greatly enhance. Oh, the experience. for sure. I didn't know they didn't um, know it. I didn't know that Tommy kind of screwed Greg Sestero over with that Malcolm in the Middle thing. Yeah, I forgot about that. I didn't know that at all. Like we said, I read the book, but you know, I, can't, I don't retain everything. It's in fact, I usually retain nothing. So yeah, well, dude, I didn't remember that part. And then so they cut, they cut the movie completely. Like, is that really how it happened? They just cut the movie. Like they already shot the scenes. The movie was, I guess, over. But then, like after that, that football scene when Greg was really pissed, they like, got into an actual dumb. fight. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess they didn't talk to each other for a while. Wow. They're actually wrestling each other to the ground. It's a real scene. That's real emotion. <laughs> but you pointed the out that, real. <laughs> that that um that he in the movie they actually in the room like he throws the football at him like he chucks it at him. Yeah, and that actually happened because he was pissed. Oh, yeah. See, this is why you got to see this that's, movie. That's amazing stuff. And it's, yeah, there's and a backstory here. And there's it's like some of the best stuff about the movie too is that like the real parts like. Greg is, was an atrocious actor, and he was terrible in the room too. Awful. Greg Sestero playing Mark was yeah. terrible. But he apparently, if the movie says that 
Greg was really bad in acting classes and couldn't get outside of him himself to be show real emotion. And Tommy was so was way over the top right. that it was just yelling and just ridiculousness. And he kept telling Greg, showing him like, "Hey, you have to really like just go for it. Like no hold, like don't hold back." Yeah. And you see throughout the film that Greg pretty much only does his quote-unquote best acting when Tommy has either coached him up or has pissed him off. Right, right. That's, that's what so he, true. That's what he does his best acting. It's like between the two of them being on such opposite ends of the spectrum, there's like one decent actor in the middle. Yes. Because Tommy is over-the-top ridiculous and Greg just sucks. Yeah. And then with them both together, like there's one decent actor and Greg, I'm sure. Maybe somewhere else yeah. in some other film. Greg isn't even... Uh, soap opera level actor he's no I don't what is he below teen Nick I don't even know where like he is like a B movie horror he's flick. the room that's it yeah or like um, killer clowns type of actors maybe yeah he could be in that you I could see, see him it. in a terrible movie like that <laughs> Mahoney <laughs> yeah, yeah um oh wait what does he say dude shut up <laughs> shut up <laughs> Uh, Fuck you! He's so great. Hey, actually, you should go back and listen to the Killer Clowns episode that me and Mark listen did. Listen to that. So that we can be reminded of all the funny jokes we made that yeah. we're forgetting right now. <laughs> oh, boy. I thought right. Lisa in this movie was hotter than the Lisa in the real room. Yeah, you know what? I wasn't sure about that. I mean, when they, they, when they put them together, I was like, yeah, I mean, this Lisa's better. You know what I mean? I, I love how she was horrified by the love scenes, and who wouldn't be? Who did you? And she shows her saw, boobs too in that. And in the you real saw one. his ass. You saw James Franco's like whole ass. Yes, James Franco is basically naked in that whole, the whole sex. He saw his whole ass, not his asshole. His, yeah, his whole body. Yeah, really. Yeah, like, like you may have saw backsack when he was actually humping her torso. Right, which in the the real movie you just you see don't. Tommy's butt and back. <laughs> yeah. James Franco just went balls to the wall like, to recreate that scene. He has yeah. like a sock over his dick. Yeah. Yes. He really went for it. And everybody, I love how the crew was offended by what he was yeah. doing. They're like, Flat out. You're, you're torturing this girl. Like, you're fucking with all of us doing this. Like, what is the point? This is so unprofessional. Have, like, a private... Right. Sh- a like, closed uh, a set. Closed set. Like, this is ridiculous. It's so unprofessional. And Tommy just got to the point where... Not really to the point. From the start, he's like, look, I'm paying for all this. Right. I'm the one putting this together. So he's, like, playing God. Yeah. He didn't give a fuck what anybody thought. And he even got to the point where he didn't care what Greg thought. I really want to know where he got his money. Here's what I... I, th- I think it's in the book, but I forget again exactly. He has... Remember, like, that um, underwear line? Because remember he was selling underwear when we went to see him in the theater? Barely remember that. He has an underwear line, and I think he sells watches. That's crazy. And I'm forgetting something else. So he does that, but he had, like, a shop on Fisherman's Wharf, I believe, in San Francisco. Or uh, some sort of a store or something. So he had to have gotten money from there. And I don't remember these people's names, forgive me, but there are... I think there's, I want to say, two or three executive producers listed... I think one of them is Tommy, if I'm not mistaken, and there are two other people, and one of them was some like older woman, and people wonder if maybe she helped fund it 
hmm. or something. It's like we'd have to actually do some research. This is just right. off the top of my head memory. Right. Um, people wonder if maybe like that person had nothing to do with the film, but they get an executive producer yeah. thing. So, so they funded something. Were they donating money? Did they somehow know Tommy? Maybe they didn't d- donate money, and Tommy just decided to put them. But who are these people? Right, right. That suddenly have titles, major titles in the movie that weren't on set, had nothing to do with it, as far as anyone knows. But yeah, his money is definitely uh, the extent of. I mean, he said it costs six million dollars to make. Right. I don't know who exactly has the finances to prove how much it costs. I mean, if there was that huge of a team and he was all he was paying their salaries and he went ahead and stupidly bought all the equipment, you could see how some of the money would rack up. Absolutely. It doesn't yes. and it doesn't lend itself to the quality of the movie at all. No. It's just like I'm gonna fund this movie. And just spend boatloads of cash pay than 20, I need to. Yeah, I'm gonna pay like thirty people a salary for however long it took. Right, like Sandy the screenwriter slash director. Yeah. <clears throat> very clearly has expected his checks to bounce. Right. Yeah. He was shocked that they kept going through, so he kept showing up, even though he hated this guy and hated this movie. Right, he was getting paid. Right. And and one of the great scenes, I think, in the movie is they start off with Tommy's first scene where he has to do the whole, it's bullshit, I did not hit her. that was great. And he, this is definitely true, that he was atrocious at doing his first scene, and everybody thought, the other, at least crew people, that this was going to be, like, kind of a real movie, and they knew right then and there, you could tell, like, that, like, they just had to get through scenes. Right. So they would. If he was happy about it, end scene. If they did a scene, they were like, God, that was garbage. Tommy, what do you think? And he was like, it's good. Let's move on. They're like, all right, that's right. Let's move on to the next one. Exactly. No one's going to see this. No one's going to care. Let's just get our paycheck and get out of here. Even James Franco even got the the lazy eye well. Yes. He really did kill it. I mean, he killed it. He did. He had to have studied him for months to talk like that. Like, consistently. Yeah, when we first went in, I was one of the things I was very—I don't know—it sounds ridiculous, but I was worried about was that he wasn't going to exactly nail it. Yeah, I thought he'd come close a lot, but there'll be other times where he's like losing the accent yeah. or whatever. He nails it the whole time. Yeah, he got it verbatim. Like he's even better than Tommy at it. <laughs> yeah, like he got it. <laughs> and I think that he was a real, obviously, a real fan of the movie because he directed an old movie be. about it. He must have been obsessed with it. And wanted to recreate everything after he read the Disaster Artist book and all that. But he, I'm sure, me and Mark talked about it, that he was walking around by himself Mm -hmm. with his friends, Mm -hmm. with his family, whatever, talking in Tommy Wiseau language for months and months and months. He probably did it for fun and then realized that he did it so good Mm -hmm. that they could maybe make a movie about this. Yeah. And they're like, you're really good at that. He's the same similar jawline, similar features. Just put long black hair on him and do the lazy eye and the accent. And he so he, good. And he hit it. He hit it good. He looked like him. Like he really did resemble him really well. Really well. You couldn't. You couldn't have another actor like uh, I don't know. What I'm trying to. I don't know. Any actor. Brad Pitt couldn't be Tommy Wiseau. No. Couldn't have pulled it off. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely not. No, I, I completely agree. You, you couldn't have a George Clooney. <laughs> Got 30 belts on. Yes. And then we saw that in real life. He really yeah. had all the belts on. They did hit upon the fact that it was a cult classic. They had some live footage at the end. Yes, people throw Make sure you wait until the, the credits are all done. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you wait. Yeah. Tommy versus Tommy. That was cool. You need, That needed to happen. It did. And I'm, I'm really happy that Tommy was 
a good sport about that. Yeah. Because you could see him being like, oh, I will not, I will not do that. Right, right. But he was like, you know what? Like, fuck it. I'll do it. Absolutely. And I think he supported this movie big time. Because, I mean, face it, this is going to be another cash cow for Tommy. Yep. Anybody who didn't really know The Room before, but like, like you said, Seth Rogen, there were a lot of famous actors in this. Mm-hmm. You said yeah. there was that kid from Hunger Games. I mean, there yeah. was a lot of people. And the guy who played Chris R. Yeah, uh, Zach Efron. Yeah, yeah, what? There was a lot of established people in this movie. People that when you watch, you go, I know that actor. Yep. You may not know all their names. Or, I know that actor. I know that actor. I know that actress. Dude, what's her name was in it that w- that played the uh, the agent for Greg Sestero in the beginning? Um, Sharon Stone. That was Sharon Stone? <laughs> was Sharon freaking Stone, uh, dude. Okay. Brian Cranston made a cameo. Yes. Yep. Yeah. A lot of people, and the very beginning of the film had all those different various actors and stuff mm-hmm. talking about how the room has like impacted them and how they wish they could have been a part of it. Yep. Just to see something like that. Hindsight, man. I forget what my point was now. I lost track. There are all these famous people. Yeah, we're just so blown away, you know? Just, just so blown away. But God. <laughs> but God. I don't think I will ever remember. <laughs> I don't think I will ever get it. And I'm the fool. And I'm the fool. Oh well. It, oh, is that um, Tommy was was cool enough to come back and not get like a big head about it? Yeah. And uh, Dude, what does he care? It's it's just another cash cow. Seriously. All, anyone who like that's what I was trying to go for was anybody who didn't <clears throat> originally know the room and is fans of these guys. That's what it was. Is no, as fans of Seth Rogen, James right. Franco, these people, they're gonna see it, and some of them are then gonna go be like, well, I want to see this original movie. Mm-hmm. How bad it really is. Right. Yep. And they'll purchase their Guarantee Blu-ray it. copy or whatever it is, and they'll buy the room. And now Tommy Wiseau just got more money and royalties from selling it. I'm sure. I don't know. Actually, I don't know this for sure. I would like to think that Tommy's getting a small cut of this movie. He's. Got I don't. To, right? I would think so, but who knows? But I it's, mean, even if he does it, it's going to blow it up again. Right. It's 2017. This came out what 2001? Uh, uh the room. Yeah. I think the room was 2003. Oh, so it's just going to give it another like lift. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, and he's it's still like doing all the midnight movie screenings all around, not, not just America, but all around the world. Yeah. He goes, but it, this gives that even more of a boost. Yeah, it gave it another little flicker of the the Mario raccoon tail. I mean, he's going down, and then it goes up again, and down, and then up again. Yeah, it just keeps going. He just keeps going. And people are saying that uh, James Franco from this should get. Uh, is it Academy Award something. or whatever yeah, the awards like are big. for actors? Yeah, that he should get kind of that a I don't nod. Watch. A no- yeah, I don't know any of those award shows. Um, should get a nod for at least uh, get a nomination. So if you're getting a nomination for if he ends up getting something like that for for this, that's just like, well, who was he portraying? That was Tommy Tommy Wiseau, mm-hmm. Tommy Tommy whatever. I think the room isn't going anywhere. Is kind of what I think no. I'm getting at. And I think they kind of established that in the beginning, talking about how it's withstood yep. the test of time. You yeah. see, you see a great movie and you forget about it. The yep. room just keeps going. It just keeps going, dude. They were saying they were like, "I wish I could be in." That. What did the first one say? I forget her name, but I like her as an actress. She was like, "If you got five of the best, the best directors and producers out there today to remake this movie, they couldn't come close." No, like they just couldn't because there was something unique about the just where it came from it really came from tommy and tommy is a, a just a an, an alien yes it's an he's an alien 
and yeah. an alien made a movie, and that's why it's really good. Steven Spielberg, yeah. whatever. There's too many things that they would naturally do, quote unquote, well and right. Oh, they would. You know what I'm saying? Every line. Yeah. Like, they would, they would like, make it good, so to speak. Like, the whole part where uh, Greg is saying, oh, like, a girl be- got beat up so bad, yeah. she ended up in a hospital on Guerrero Street. Right. And Tommy's natural reaction is to laugh. Right. Everybody else is like, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, the strip that you wrote yourself. <laughs> this is supposed to be a bad story. This is not a funny scene, Tommy. Yeah. But it's human emotion. And he keeps cracking up at it. And a real... Director, producers, people like that would have nixed that scene. Completely. Immediately either fixed it, took out the laughing, changed the writing. The cinematography would have been different. The, everything would have been different. The, the, the bad camera green cuts, screen. The, like the, the timing, everything. Why is Chris R. just yelling, give me my fucking money? That's like yeah. all he says. Yeah. And Denny was actually scared of him. <laughs> that which was is hilarious. Part in the real, He's crying. The real actors. <laughs> the guy, this is true, that Chris, the guy who played Chris R. was super in character when he came on the set and was like being straight up like thug drug dealer to get himself ready the for the good, role. The only good actor in the whole film. Just going for it. Balls to the wall. And I, in the book he says are you sure you want me to just keep yelling where's my fucking money? And they're like just read the script. Just do it. <laughs> so in the movie like he's like just comes at the poor actor who was doing uh, Denny and just screams at him like throws him to the ground like Denny is really scared of that actor in that scene. <laughs> it's perfect. Which is priceless. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking That priceless. was good. That was probably the only real acting that was ever in the room, now that I think about it. And I love... Um, Chris R. Denny's hair in this <laughs> in The Disaster Artist. It's just blatantly over-the-top ridiculous. It's a terrible wig. Yes! <laughs> it's really... Like, dumb. with no attempt to make it yes. even somewhat normal. It was awful. Yeah, it's really... Every time I saw Denny... In this movie, The Disaster Artist, I, like, chuckled inside. It's like a fake red-headed hooker's bob. It's really ridiculous. It's awful. But it's good. It's so in... It's great. ...in tune with what the real movie was. Yeah. And just, like, not to take that seriously. Like, have I didn't get goofy. any, I didn't get any, like, history on Denny still. He's still just a mystery wrapped in an enigma. But, you know... <laughs> Tommy, how old, how old am I supposed to be? Well, your age. Yeah. He's I'm like 26. I'm 26. <laughs> He's like, want him to play like what, like a 14, 15, yeah. or something? Pay for my tuition. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, at the core of it, I think this is a story about friendship. It's about how Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero became friends, how they traveled to Los Angeles to live out their dreams of becoming actors and stars. How Tommy somehow had a never-ending funds to pay for this film. They just decided to go for it and make this movie. And that that really is what the basis of this movie is. It's about their improbable rise to, to semi-fame, I guess you could say. <laughs> you know, I guess we'll have some final thoughts. Because we could go on and on about each scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... I, You'll get the experience of us going to the movie theater a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we had to, you know, buy the tickets and everything. It was, yeah, it was fun. I, yeah, I recorded uh, some scenes of <laughs> illegally in the theater. No, I didn't. I didn't film it. I just uh, recorded the audio of our audience's response to yeah. the disaster artist. It was good, and people were clapping and hooting and hollering. Yeah, and uh, when he finally finished the the scene, yeah, the oh hi Mark yeah. scene. 
Everybody in our theater clapped. Yeah, they were like happy along with him. Like in the movie, everyone claps too. They're like, yes! Yeah. Yes, we made it through a scene. Yep, we yep. did it. Oh, I love how he looked right at the camera. It's so great. What a bad actor to look straight at the so camera. So bad. Uh, yeah, I would have to say overall, I was really worried that the hype of this movie might completely backfire. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have to say that uh, I think it was a success. Yeah, I would give it... I mean, what grade would you give it? Our grade system? We struggle with this on our Cabin uh, yeah. in the Woods review. Yeah, we, we tried did. To give it the was a grade system, star system. We did both. We got confused. We did. Uh, we, we need Mr. Bell. We did oh, number. I need Night Court to make yeah. a decision. We, bow, we, bow, bow. <laughs> we did numbers and we did letters. <laughs> Why did we do that? All right, I'm ready. I would say I'm going to do the star system. Best out of one. Five five stars? Yeah, one to five. Man, I want to give it a, if I can do this, I'll do it a solid four and a half. Really? Enjoyable. Okay. I I wouldn't change much. I would have said 3.8 stars, um, and I would have given it a, a B plus, like a nice 88, 89. Oh, I'd definitely give it, I'd give it an A. Yeah. A, A minus for sure. So average that out, and it's a pretty decent movie. You yeah, know? definitely. I have I le- to see The Room. I leave the straight five-star movies for the movies that have oh. like blown me away, yeah. or I can watch eight trillion times. Like The Room. Like the the rooms, the rooms a five. five star. The rooms a five, without a doubt. Yeah, the remake is a four, four and a half. How, yeah, it can't be five. No. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that sums it up. Oh, I had a great time. Yeah, that was a lot of fun going to the theater with Mark. Thanks for buying my ticket, man. Oh, dude, thanks for uh, thanks for getting out here. How will I ever repay you? <laughs> Um, here's the thing. Here's the next movie we need to see. Um, Uh-oh, what do you got uh, in store dude, for me? And I looked it up, too. Oh, I texted you. Um, oh, it was the movie with the Terminator kid. Yeah. Um, snitches, stitches. No, no. Um, oh, I gotta... Kids get stitches. Kid from Terminator 2. You know his name. Um, yeah, I forget. Eddie Furlong. Eddie Furlong, Yes. That kid has the most extreme adolescent, like prepudescent voice looks, I've ever heard in he the history. <laughs> oh, brain scan, brain scan. I'm not familiar with this. Oh, you're gonna love it. It looks like it has a lot going on because you did have me watch the trailer. You're gonna love it. So you want to try and do that next? Is I that, would love is to. A do, promise we'd have to stick. We got to. Gotta, we got to do brain scan next. It's so, dude. It's uh, it's you and I to a, to a T. Okay. It's it's a, like a, a '90s first person shooter. I don't even know how to react to that. Yeah, who does? It's Eddie Furlong. Ugh. He's like semi-crippled in the oh movie. It's like really weird. hate his voice. He's, he's the worst person ever. Ugh. All right, cool. Hey, man. A lot of fun. Thanks for coming we back. Roomed. Though, Mark. We yeah. roomed. We roomed a bit. It was nice to yeah. get back. I always like to room. Yeah, I, I can't wait till the next one. Well, uh, we'll do something with the room. And, disaster artist too. Yeah, yeah. We'll play some video games with the Tommy room. if he if he comes out at some point. I'm shocked he hasn't done the room too at this point. I know. You know, maybe, I want to play some Xbox with Tommy. Yeah, I know that'd be fun. We'll see. Maybe, maybe Tommy realized like he struck gold. Yeah, he knows with it. this. Yeah, and if you tried the room too, can't can't do it. It's almost like don't don't don't. It's just sacred. 
It's like the Titanic 2. Oh my god. <laughs> and yo, no. they did have a Titanic uh, reference in that movie. They did? Yes. You oh, did. yes, you did. Yeah. They did. He's like, I want it to be like the Titanic. The guy's like, right. You want the- <laughs> yeah. like, You want this to be like Titanic? He's like, yes. He's like, all right. <laughs> Oh, you always bring up Titanic, and it was referenced to the damn movie. I, I, that's, that's validation right I think there. You vindication. Got, you got lucky. That's yeah. all it was. Anyway, Mark, thanks again for being on the show. Thanks guys, me. if you uh, want to email me, email me at philinterrupted at gmail.com. Any questions, concerns, if you just want a room, that's always the best. Show is on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Check it out there if you haven't already. Subscribe. That'd be cool. And uh, I don't like to promote, so we'll just end it right there. So what? (laughs) Oh, bye, Mark. I'm just going to buy a huge billboard with my face on it, feel interrupted, and leave it up there for months, right in uh, Times Square. (laughs) All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Peace out. Bye, Mark. Oh, bye, Mark. Before I go into clips here of the audience reacting to the room or the disaster artist, uh, it, you could hear the crowd laughing and things like that. We're going to get to it in just a second, but I had one last thing that I wanted to say, and it's, it's this. One of the most interesting things to me when you think about the room is you think about Tommy this, Tommy that, Tommy Wiseau, Tommy everything. He's this super strange guy with a mysterious accent and and nobody knows where he's from and you don't know what he's going to say or do next. On the other side, you have Greg Sestero, who is by all accounts kind of a boring, laid back, pretty boy. He's a baby face. But there's really no room without Greg Sestero. Tommy could not have made this movie without the companionship and the bizarre relationship that he had with Greg. And Greg would probably have no career in Hollywood if he hadn't by chance met Tommy and got dragged into making The Room. So they share a sort of symbiotic relationship. Each one is dependent on each other. We have no Tommy. We have no Room. We have no Greg Sestero. And we have no Room. All right, guys, the rest of the show is just going to be some clips that I recorded while I was in the theater. You can hear the crowd react, clap, laugh. It was a fun, like, experience, and you hear me and Mark laughing, too. So enjoy, guys.
is bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. C112, take 13. Mark it. Action. I did not hit her. I. Okay, okay. Line. I did, did not hit her. her. It's not true. <laughs> it's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Take 17. Action. I hit her. No. What are you doing? I'm going to You're doing great, man. Do you want to change the line? We'll get there. Action. Action! 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 I can't hear anything here. Say action so I can hear it. Okay. <laughs> action! I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. But where are you looking? It doesn't work if you're looking at the camera. What? Take 67. Action. <laughs> it's not true. I did not hit her. It's bullshit. Ah! All right, I'm gonna fucking try something out. Fuck! Hey, hey, hey! Oh, we got a bottle now. Look out! <laughs> Action! I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> 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 Used to know a girl, she had a dozen guys. One of them found out about it, beat her up so bad, she ended up at a hospital in Guerrero Street. <laughs> what a story, Mark! <laughs> Cut! <laughs> What are you talking about? Where Marcus? Marcus! It's Mark Phil now. This Marcus, I hired him to do documentary, the making of the room. He captured every comment. Oh yeah, Tommy weird. Tommy like Frankenstein. He like, feel like vampire rapist. I hear <laughs> everything. I have ears everywhere. I hear your whispers in your soul. Ha 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 